Another episode of the Kentucky 15, the spot for your UK news, recap, storylines brought to you in only 15 minutes or less. That means no fluff, no wasted time, nothing off topic. It is 15 minutes or less of what you need to know about the state of Kentucky basketball. Listen here on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, follow on Twitter at the Kentucky 15. Okay, here we go. Clock starts now. So basically what we got in today's episode is kind of trying to guess at what the the roster is going to look like for next year. Now, all of you, all of Big Blue Nation, all of you know any Kentucky fans that have been paying attention over the last decade know it's almost impossible to predict a Calipari uh, roster for the next year, okay? There's always someone who goes pro that we don't really think should or expect to, and as the case of the last few years, there's going to be some transfers as well, okay? Now, incoming, we know who the recruits are, but like the last few years, you know, a, a Nate Sassina, a Davion Mintz, uh, Olivier Sar, there's always, you know, those transfers coming in that that we don't really pay attention to or we don't know about throughout this season like we do with high school recruits. So this episode will focus on next season because let's be real. Uh, there's not a whole lot to focus on for this season. We all know it's the SEC tournament or bus. You got to win the SEC tournament or you're not going to the NCAA. Okay. Now, has there been any real evidence to show that we can win four games in a row in the SEC, SEC tournament and win it? Um, I, I hate to sound like a pessimist, but I don't see that happening. So Let's go ahead and focus on next season's roster for this episode. Yes, absolutely. Keep cheering for the Cats. Keep those fingers crossed. Keep rooting hard. And let's hope that they can you know, win the SEC tournament. But for today's episode, let's get to the future. What might next year's squad look like? So for me, gone for sure. Okay, just kind of trying to to read the tea leaves and using, you know, the, the rosters and the experience from previous years, you know, and applying it to this year. You know, no one is really gone for sure because NCAA granted all players a free year of eligibility. So even seniors technically can return. But what I'm going to say is Olivier Sar is very likely gone. And I'm going to say BJ Boston is very likely gone. Okay. Sar, you know, he he had his his great campaign last year in the ACC. He's come this year. He's had some really good games. He's shown that he can uh, kind of protect the paint. And recently, he's shown he can step out and make three-point shots. So I don't really see what Sar has to improve by coming back another year. And I don't think Calipar- Calipari will push that. I think, you know, you've got Lance Ware. And you've got, uh, you know, potentially Keon Brooks. And you've got Damon Collins. Um, you know, potentially even Isaiah Jackson. So I don't think Cal- Calipari is going to push for Sar to return. So I'm going to say he's gone. It could be NBA. It could be G League. It could be overseas. You know, he is French. Um, and BJ Boston, very likely gone as well. Okay, Boston probably was one and done no matter what. Um, we all know about his struggles. Let's not focus on that. Let's focus instead on the last few games, the last couple weeks. He's actually been playing at a much better level. He's been more consistent. And most importantly for BJ Boston, he has been knocking down perimeter shots. He's been knocking down outside shots. And for him, that was a huge question mark starting the season. He wasn't shooting very well. So as he has seen that ball go through the net, I think his stock is going to rise. Uh, again, if he can get in a gym workouts with NBA teams and they can see him unguarded making a lot of three-point shots, you know, that that just is going to push him to the, to the league, okay? Now, I, I like I said, I don't see the staff pushing Sar to return. I do see them pushing Boston to leave. Um, now, with Ware, Brooks, Jackson, Damon Collins, and Schwebe potentially all on the roster next year, again, there's there's no... 
there's no reason why anyone on the staff would push for Sar to be back. For Boston and his his you know documentary and all that, uh, I don't see him ever having you know thought about returning. Uh, he's you know he might have been a little overhyped, but he's still projected as a first rounder. And like I said, over the last couple of weeks, I think that stock is going to rise. I've said it before, but I see him having a career kind of like Archie Goodwin and James Young. Um, I don't see him having long term success in the NBA. Okay, um, now. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not, but um, I didn't see a whole lot here at Kentucky in his one year that leads me to believe he would have any better career than James Young or Archie Goodwin. Okay, now probably gone, okay? Probably gone is going to be Cameron Fletcher. Uh, I, I think he rejoined the team just for you know PR reasons, just to protect his reputation, his image, but I don't think it's very likely he returns next season, okay? Look for him to transfer. Terrence Clark, tough to say for sure because of how little he's played, that strange injury ordeal, uh, draft stock, you know, wasn't climbing even when he was playing. Um, but if he was committed to this program, if he was interested in developing his game more under this coaching staff, I think he would have been on the floor by now. Not sorry to say, guys, but my gut says he is headed to the draft. He's headed to the G League. He is gone from Lexington. Uh, he is choosing not to play for the Cats. So he can be, prob my, my thought would be, he can be totally healthy for pre-draft workouts, pre-draft physicals, medical exams for, you know, those NBA teams. I just don't see, you know, anything from Terrence Clark that leads me to believe he's committed to, to this Kentucky program and that he's going to return. Isaiah Jackson is the one I'm a little bit more hopeful um, than most that he will return, but it, it's just not likely, okay? Again, if you look at the precedent that has been set by Coach Cal and the staff and previous players, I, I just don't see how he returns, okay? I, I think he has shown enough flashes, and he has enough intangibles where NBA GMs will snag him in the first round or, you know, at worst case, early in the second round. Could he return? Could he come back and polish his offensive game and be a lottery pick? Absolutely. But, you know, kind of like we saw with, with someone like Keldon Johnson, right? You're more likely to develop your offensive game by getting drafted and working with that NBA coaching staff. Uh, and let's be real, you're getting paid in the meantime to do it. Jackson probably leaves. Um, I'm going to say Cal probably encourages him to do so. Again, he could benefit from returning, but I don't see that happening. Okay, players returning, Devin Askew, uh, say what you want, and I, I certainly have. I've been critical of him, and for good reason. He's easily had you know, some observable problems this year, but he battles, right? He's a warrior. He is here to battle. He is here to compete. He is not going to back down. Devin Askew will return, and he runs the show next year. Lance Ware, he might be the heart and soul of the team. Uh, he's a much bigger version of, of Devin Askew. Both of these dudes play with all their heart. They leave it all on the floor. Ware wants to be a part of this team. He wants to be a part of this program, so he's back. Jacob Toppin. Um, hey, did you guys know his brother's Obi was a lottery pick? <laughs> Toppin's back. Uh, he continues to develop. I think he has shown flashes over the last couple games uh, uh, as well, You know, developing that offensive part of his game. Uh, I think he can be a mainstay for the Cats next season. Uh, he's a versatile defender. He can rebound. He can guard almost every single pos uh, uh, position on the floor. He needs to improve his scoring ability. He needs to improve his decision-making. That just happens with more minutes and more games being played. Okay, I think Cal's a big fan of Toppin wants to develop develop him. So I think he's back. Hopefully he spends the offseason, you know, with ball handling and perimeter shooting. The ones that are tough to predict, um, Dante Allen. OK, 
Okay, he should be back. And to be honest, I think Cal should actively recruit him to be back. Cal's ego might be too big for that to happen. Um, Cal's ego might not let him continue fighting with BBN to make Dante a bigger part of this team. But what I think Cal needs to do is design his offense around the shooting ability of Dante. That doesn't mean he is designing his offense for Dante, but he should think of ways to space the floor and ways to, to really put the other team's defense in tough spots by having Dante and other shooters on the floor. Okay, Modern spacing, modern movement. Do that. Use Dante the right way. Recruit him to stay and I think he's back. Keon Brooks. Uh, for most season, I, I would say he was coming back for his junior year. He needs to get stronger. He needs to get more durable. You know, uh, some injuries have slowed him down. He needs to improve his perimeter shooting. But he has shown flashes. You know, Florida and Tennessee in, in the last few games, he has shown flashes and, and he has shown film that he can probably take a chance on the NBA. I'm sure Keon Brooks is going to take his decision down to the wire. He will do as many NBA workouts as possible. He'll get as much feedback as possible. But it's, you know, it's the NBA or the or UK for him. I don't see him in the transfer market. Um, so again, you'll you're just gonna have to wait to the last possible minute, probably for Keon Brooks. Davion Mitz, there's been enough chatter in the last couple of weeks. Uh, of him potentially returning for another year, that makes this one tough to predict. It will really come down to, is that chatter true? Does Cal, does the staff want Davion Mintz to return? If they do, does Davion Mintz want another year of college basketball? Um, he has that free year, so he's definitely available. He can return. He's exactly what the roster needs next year. I mean, he's, he's a capable shooter from the outside. He's a tough defender. He has tons of experience. He has leadership. He also now has a year under Cal's system. So it's better to keep him than roll the dice on a new grad transfer in my mind, okay? But does Mintz want another year of playing for Calipari? Uh, if he does, then he's back at UK. Based on this season, struggles, you know, all the COVID issues and, and the losses, you know, that could be a big if. But, you know, looking at that, I think, Calipari would be ecstatic to get Dante, Keon, and Davion all back since they're on the quote-unquote bubble. Now, incoming, uh, I'm sure you guys know that you know th this is obviously, it's fluid, it is changing, but for now, uh, we have Damon Collins, 6'9", go-go gadget arm, power forward, that's a five-star. He's raw, he's kind of like a Willie Cauley-Stein, he's an athlete, he's a shot blocker, um, but he's not going to be our savior, okay? Offensively, he's raw. Nolan Hickman, 6'2", four-star point guard, uh, just too early to accurately predict the roster for next season, but it would be nice to easily play three guards at once. Like maybe a Mintz, Askew, and a Hickman, or even Dante in that four-man rotation, okay? Playing three guards at once. Again, Hickman isn't our savior either. He's not John Wall. He's not Jamal Murray. Offensively, he's an improvement over what we have in Askew, uh, but he's not an elite shooter. He's not an elite scorer, but he'll be more of a threat than Askew is. You got Bryce Hopkins, 6'7", four-star forward. Again, not our savior. My concern here is he's a 6'7 player that's just not really a great shooter. He's built like a power forward. He can handle the ball pretty well for his size. Um, I don't know if if that size and strength will transfer to the college level where he can't bully people as much as he could in high school. Uh, and again, he's not a great shooter. So you're going to have him. You're going to have Ware. You're going to have Shibwe. You're going to have Collins. You're definitely not spreading the floor. It's going to be the same problem as this year, okay? 
Uh, Hopkins is tough. He's strong. He has a good motor. But again, as of now, he cannot spread the floor. So you continue bringing in these, these post players that don't really allow for that modern spacing. Okay, We got Shwebe, Osir Shwebe, the power forward transfer from West Virginia. He's experienced. He played for as tough of a coach as there is in Bob Huggins. So I expect him to adjust well here to Calipari. Uh, but he is what he is. He is a bull in a china shop. He's going to try to break the rim every single chance he gets. He's going to try to own the glass, own the paint. He'll challenge shots. But again, this is another big body that doesn't shoot the ball well from outside. So it doesn't help you spread the floor. Where I have the, the wild cards, okay? Wild cards, Sky Clark, he's committed to Kentucky, point guard out of Nashville. He's a junior, could definitely reclass and come in next year, like Askew and like Clark did, right? Uh, will Cal push for that, seeing as how it worked out with Terrence Clark and Devin Askew? I don't know. Uh, will Sky Clark want to, to reclass, okay? He recently announced he's opting out of the rest of his junior season due to COVID concerns. To me, that sounds like he's going to be dedicating himself to graduating early and preparing for UK. Uh, I think if he wants to come early, then Cal's going to let him. Now, I'm sure if Cal will wait and see a little bit more on how this roster unfolds and maybe decide from there. I'll be incredibly disappointed, but not really overly surprised if we don't see Cal sign one or two above average shooters. Grad transfers, obviously proven shooters at the college level. Shooters that hopefully came from really good programs. You still have uh, Brandon Podzimski out there. You know, he has an offer from Kentucky. He's being touted as kind of like the next Tyler Hero. What will he decide to do? Okay, you have Hunter Salas and Jaden Hardy that have yet to commit to a college. Um, Salas is said to maybe be leaning towards uh, Gonzaga and replacing Jalen Suggs there. Okay, but they are both in play as of now. Um, the transfer market, uh, again, if I'm Cal, I'm trying to bring in proven shooters from good programs. Uh, I, I want players who have, you know, they're shooting 35% or higher from three. Uh, they know how to win. They know how to compete. And let me clarify real quick. At least one of these new transfer shooters needs to be a post player, a stretch four, if you will, a, a modern post player. You know, maybe even someone who you know sets ball screens and can pop instead of roll, kind of like we do with Nate Sassina or Kyle Wilcher, okay? Your typical kind of Gonzaga post player. This is the quickest and easiest way for Cal to spread the floor, to open up the paint, to help his guards, to get those players who can really stretch the floor with their shooting ability, okay? Uh, kind of a mismatch for the other team's post players, okay? So, that's kind of my my thoughts there on next season's roster and hopefully where Cal could go. On the next episode, Coach Cal, his coaching staff, his offensive philosophy, empty promises to Big Blue Nation and what needs to change. How can Cal survive and thrive without Orlando Antigua and Kenny Payne? Stay tuned and I'll tell you. Again, follow me on Twitter at the Kentucky 15 Please like, share, subscribe. Peace.